Oh me, oh my, Mrs. Maisel, you just listen to me talk about uh, one of the least affluent white men of the 50s, Roy Rubin, to discuss further, a cherished friend, a loved one, co-founder of the Airbuds podcast. Have you heard of it? Michael Benner. Hello, Jamal. I'm very happy to be uh, on the least downloaded episode of NBA Storytime. Yeah, thank you for confirming it and um, manifesting the truth. I know you didn't want to do this. I know you didn't want to do this. You told me so several times that you didn't want to do this. No, it's not that I don't want to hang out with you and talk about poor Roy Rubin. I just, you know, I I think you have bigger guests out there. There's bigger guests than me. Who? Denzel Washington keeps saying no. Viola Davis. Next. Next up. (laughs) Next to discuss... (laughs) <laughs> Rudy Tom Jonovis getting his face cracked open. The star of yeah. How to Get Away with Murder, Viola Davis. Yeah. Uh, next up to talk about the murder of Bison Dele, <laughs> Angela Bassett. Like, what? No, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't even want to put Angela Bassett in that position. She's already doing 911. Shouldn't need to hear about more death. Benner, you're a Sixers fan, I'm told. I'm reading here that you're a 76ers fan. Yeah, uh, thank you for reading the bio I sent over. I am indeed a 76ers fan, uh, have been uh, my entire, the, the life that I can remember. I don't know what fan uh, team I was a fan of when I was like one to three, but like definitely starting around th- age three, I was a Sixers fan. And what is the reason you put yourself through this hell? Uh, I'm from, uh, I grew up in and around Philadelphia. So uh, I guess I had no choice. Um, and you know what? I, I identify with poor Roy Rubin because uh, Philadelphia city of losers. And I think we we embrace that. We we like that moniker. Everyone there is a loser unless you have a dirt bike. Yeah. And even then, it's like you're just king of the losers. And, you know, what does that get you? It gets you a dirt bike. That's fire. <laughs> That's true. You know, I was actually looking into it recently because, of course, I was. Dirt bikes are more affordable than you think they are. Should we get dirt bikes and and kind of bring that? 12 o'clock boys mentality to the West Coast. I mean, there's a few cats doing it downtown. Sometimes That's around Staples, you'll see them uh, revving it up. And maybe we could get in with them. Yeah, it's just like two chubby, out of shape guys in their mid-30s showing up. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, can we ride the bikes <laughs> with you, too? <laughs> hey, look, I got a bike well. <laughs> as well. I also don't, I can't say the phrase poor Roy Rubin. It's hard. Um, there's a lot going on in it. It is weird. The, the poor POR rolling right into an alliterative RR is like makes it a difficult thing to say. Uh, then even, and maybe you grew up with this fast food chain, uh, in Woodbridge, Virginia, Jamel, but did you have Roy Rogers's growing up? We did. We had, uh, we had one Roy Rogers. But there was also a Roy Rogers you would see in Jersey when you're going to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I uh, definitely I get through poor Roy Rubin and the first half is like me being like, this is really hard to say. And then the second half just makes me be like, I want a mediocre chicken sandwich right now because I'm just thinking of Roy Rogers. Man, Roy Rogers was fire. Remember, they used to put the gold, the gold rush chicken sandwich. <sighs> Remind me about the gold rush chicken sandwich was. Well, it was just a chicken sandwich, you know, and you had to Roy, Roy Rogers big hook was you get your own fixings. Yeah, they had the whole condiment bar and everything. And the pickles were awesome. Yeah, so, but all right. So it's just the base is just a chicken sandwich with cheese. 
And like, is it just straight up honey or honey mustard? It's just like a gold sauce, but not like shine, not like gold dust. You know, it's like yeah. natural gold color. You're talking about the wrestler, right? Gold dust. Gold dust comes and he licks your sandwich. <laughs> you had me at gold dust comes. Uh, speaking of gold dust coming, uh, there's a point in this story where uh, we hear that Roy Rubin has been hiring sex workers for college athletes. And mm-hmm. I was reading further in your bio that you love ass. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, reading the addendum that I faxed over later. Um, yes, uh, I, I, I like I heard that part of the story, and I'm like, there must be not enough information on this because why isn't this what the entire NBA Storytime episode is about? Yeah, we need a little more. How long? Like, what was going on? Like, Barry's like, I'm going to the league, and then Roy mm-hmm. says, Nah, but have you seen these hoes over here? Right. He's like, uh, you know, Tina from around the way in Long Island uh, will will give you a one blowjob every day if you stay in college for another year. And I mean, you know, in the, at that time, blowjobs are virtually unheard of. So I get it just from so this that. Is why, yeah, the NCAA is is unethical because now they have like people that are blowing uh, uh, college athletes for free. Um, it's just kind of like part of the deal. But at least Roy Rubin was progressive enough to pay his sex workers back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Which, once again, how's that going? You know what I mean? Where are they? Where are they? What, are they at Penn Station with it? I need to know more as well. Where yeah. is Barry Leibowitz yeah, more, on the subject? Barry Leibowitz, uh, hit us up. Also, like, yeah, who, who leaked that info? Yeah, like, who, who talked? Did Barry write a book or something? Also, what was his NBA career like eventually when he did make the league? Did he did he ever make the league? Do you know? I actually don't know. I should just I should. Uh, I'm scared to uh, basketball reference him because you know my internet. You know my internet ain't ain't um sturdy. All right, I got him. Barry Leibowitz, NBA. Okay, he played about four seasons. Career averages of about eleven. 11 points, uh, two rebounds, four assists. Um, Dude, that's fucking, that's David Wesley numbers. That's solid. uh, 6'2 righty point guard. Um, No nicknames. Uh, I'm surprised about that. Uh, He, you know. That's, am I looking at Ish Smith right now? (laughs) It is. It's very Ish Smithy kind of numbers. And he has poor Roy Rubin to thank. Maybe he was not ready. Maybe poor Roy Rubin knew that Barry Leibowitz wasn't ready to go to the league. But the only way to exactly. keep him to develop him a little further was get a sex worker to come and, and you know, yeah, uh, dribble Look, his Barry, balls, if you know what I mean. I think I know what you mean. I think you're referring to testicles. Yes. Barry, I know you want to leave. I know you want to jump to the pros. I know you had a good year. Just rub this girl's butt while I watch. <laughs> Wait, was and more watching. Yeah, he's watching. <laughs> You think he's not watching? This is his star point guard. But he's just watching because he's just like, I just want to make sure that I'm getting everything I'm paying for. Yeah, this is more about watching this woman than you, sir. Is it even a woman? They just say sex worker. We don't say, we don't know what kind of work. We don't know. No. Might have flipped it and reversed it. Joe. Woods was the original furry. Damn. Yeah, that'd be fire. 
What year do you think the first like furry happened? Because we know, okay, so in The Shining, we see in The Shining that there is like definite furry stuff happening. So we know at least it predates the 70s. Okay, so because I was going to say it starts with the Philly Fanatic. I think you're probably right. Creation of the 70s as well. Oh, so is it is it is it a, a werewolf in London that jumps it off? I think that was like early 80s. So oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, season two of NBA Storytime will be Furry Storytime, in which we delve into the history of furries and figure out, hey, when did we all want to start fucking Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> For me, it was the other day. <laughs> You saw uh, the, the latest movie and you're like, oh, wow, James Marsden and, and looks great next to Sonic. That could be me. Uh, Benner, I. <laughs> Did you know that this was going to do? <laughs> kind of. I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's just I, I would love to talk about fucking Sonic for the next eight to nine minutes, but I'm just going to move along yeah. in this story. Uh, let's go. I feel like Roy, I feel like you guys have some similar uh, energies. Okay. You know what I mean? Like just the way he gets introduced at the press conference with dudes just like, yo, we don't know who this fool is, but here he he goes. I feel like that is how you would like to be introduced. Like at a job, like if you got hired, like if like you got signed on to like direct some big ass movie then they would be like, how do you want us to intro you at the movie press conference that we're doing? You'd be like, hey, just you know, just tell him I'm not Stanley Kubrick and move along. Yeah, I think that's actually true. I mean, yeah, I I didn't I open up this episode by saying this. By saying it was gonna be the, the worst. <laughs> yeah. That's what I that's why I said yeah. this. I I get it. I like I think I like being kind of I like having a low bar set for me. Which is like being I like being able to step over a bar and impress people rather than having high expectations to meet. Hey guys, look, he's not dead. He's here with us right now in the room, a man from a town, give it up for him. You know, exactly. I want to be known as a man from a town. That will be my basketball reference nickname. Who should we call a man from the town now? Who can we give that nickname to now? Tyrese Maxey. Who? <clears throat> no, he's a little too like fun and exciting. I think you need someone who's like fucking Jack Reacher kind of guy, like unassuming. Nobody knows who he is, but can like still cause damage. You know Jack oh, okay. Reacher, right? You've seen yeah, the yeah. Jack Reacher movies, yeah? Oh, for sure. Those Jack Reacher movies are so up your alley. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, I you know I love me some Jack Reacher. I don't know. Malcolm Brogdon maybe comes to mind as a man from a town. Yeah, that's true. I have no idea where he's from and I have no interest in learning. But he'll still maybe like occasionally score a 25 point triple double on you. And uh, still remains uninteresting even despite that. Yeah, and he's doing different stuff with his hair and I continue to not care. Uh, I can get away with robbing a bank for sure. You think? No mask? Uh, yeah, I think people will be like, ah, I mean, he was kind of tall, but I don't really remember anything else about him. He was kind of tall. He hit a tough layup on the bank teller. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Benner, I've seen a lot of bad Sixers basketball in my life. Mm-hmm. Is there a season that sticks out to you? This seems like the worst season in Sixers history. There were guys pulling guns on the coach. So this is probably the worst season of Sixers basketball. What is the worst season you remember? I would say people pulling guns on the coach maybe lifts it up <laughs> to like <laughs> top 10 season. Of you get basketball. You, you get your best friend to pull the jammy on the coach. That's top ten. That's going to get you on the NBA.com. Come down. You know the dude always says that when you're watching like the highlights in the commercial break. Top five. I thought you were doing the Sega thing. Yeah, that's kind of what he's doing. He's yeah. doing the Sega thing. Um, I think to me, maybe the worst. Sixer season that jumps out to me right now uh, is probably the 2011-2012 season, which was basically most notable for being like Andre Iguodala's final season uh, before he went to the Warriors. I'm sorry, to Denver, then to the Warriors. Um, it was like the process hadn't really started yet. Uh, there was They were still kind of competing. They were 7-8 seed in the playoffs. But like just getting their asses whooped, and it just was like there's nothing to to root for. Andre Iguodala, if he's your best and only good player, that that that's not a fun team to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were wearing those horrendous blue unis that are like smocks. The sleeveless the, like electric smocks. blue sleeveless smock, which. Um, was just awful and it just too like unnaturally shiny um, yeah that that cut of shirt that's what proud boys wear to the beach i've got nothing to add to that do you think it's andre Godale is a proud boy i'm gonna say probably not <laughs> but i i'm gonna say probably not as well but if i told you Hey, Andre Godala uh, spoke at the Proud Boy rally. You wouldn't bat an eye at it, right? I would just be like, oh, man, they fucking tricked it. Andre into doing what? It's believable. It's believable that he would be a Proud Boy. Andre, we're going to let you talk about your book. We got a lot of folks willing to buy a copy, but we just need you to come to Mississippi and uh, give a quick speech. <laughs> they trick him. They trick him into <laughs> appearing at the Proud Boys rally in exchange for yeah. promo. Yeah, you could talk about your book for a pretty long time, but first, all right. Uh, so we got that covered. Uh, I thought the worst season I saw was probably whenever y'all signed Andrew Bynum. But this is process, right? This is process volume one, Andrew Bynum, right? We caught him at the tail end of his relevancy. Uh, let's see, what season was that? I got robbed. Oh, he never played a-, a single game. That was the season yeah. after I'm talking about. He uh, injured himself bowling and never played a single game for the Sixers. Yep, that is the one. Um, and he can He was on the sideline with his hair pressed and laid down like Ike Turner. God, I forgot about that hair. 
remember in tw- I think it was the 2016 finals when he was seen in the crowd, like in like decent seats, but not like great seats. Just his six foot ten body folded into a normal person's seat with his knees like up on the back of the other person drinking like a Miller Lite. Come on, man. That guy needs an extra pad on his seat. What are we doing? I tried I, to get an Andrew Bynum jersey. My bad. I tried to get one off eBay. They it's like a throwback. Like whatever throw whatever hardware classic they were doing that season. Allegedly they printed up some with Andrew Bynum on the back. And I tried to get one off eBay and I did get robbed. Oh, I'm looking at, is it the Andrew Bynum uh, with the, the throwback with the kind of streak of stars? Yeah, up the, Clarence, the, the Clarence Witherspoon, you know. This is pretty tight. Should I get it? It's Yeah, but is it real? Like, I just got robbed for one. I don't understand what you mean by robbed. I bought the jersey and the jersey never came. Did you get your money back? Maybe. Honestly, I kind of forgot. This is around like, All right, we the need to look into this. You need to you need to file a claim because I think some dude came to my building and stole a bunch of my packages when I was home for Christmas. Oh, that's years what ago. happened. So it might have got caught up in that, but I was also waiting for it for a long ass time. You know, Jamal, the next time you go uh, to Woodbridge for six months, uh, yeah, you can just route you just route your packages to my place. I'll look out for them, bro. I got to stop doing that. Going to Woodbridge for six months is a terrible idea. Every time around month three, I'm like, man, I can't keep going to this Waffle House. <laughs> uh, speaking of waffles and houses. Yes. Roy Rubin opened the IHOP after That's true. got ran out of town, started ABCD camp, was buying stocks, opened the IHOP, must be closed by now. But he also wrote a play. Or... Invested in he one. He went for the, yeah. He produced a damn play. That closed after one show. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's, uh, yes, it is. He went for the, he went for the original producer's life hack. It's called I love Tough to yeah. get help. Poor Roy Rubin is like, um, he's, he's a con artist. He's a classic con artist. He's got scams. He's got schemes. He's got different, uh, sidelines. He he fell backwards into a, a professional basketball coaching position only to then become a social worker slash Broadway producer slash stock investor. Like the guy, he's a chameleon. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, and, you know, it sounds like he probably died a successful man. And he had an IHOP. I don't have an IHOP. It's true. I think the point of this story is Growing up in the Bronx is good. He's also from the Bronx. I forgot. Yeah. See, white being white from the Bronx. If you can be white in the Bronx, you can make it anywhere. Hey, Jamel, uh, to bring it full circle, you know who is also white and from the Bronx? Who? Don't say the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, Ben Schwartz. Uh, Oh my god! (laughs) God. You brought it. It was a different circle. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, speaking of circles, Sonic, you know, he rolls them in the little circles. Yeah, so he circles and, and then ring, gold rings are also technically circles. Yeah. Is is poor Rory Rubin actually Sonic the Hedgehog, the original Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> this the story, they don't comment on how fast he is. No. And also like Sonic, remember like the cartoon, his like catchphrase was like, gotta go fast. Like, like he's some kind of like 
con artist crackhead. He's like, he's got to move from thing to thing or else he's going to get caught. And I feel like that's he poor Roy yeah. Rubin. He does move like he's has a, a, a fraudulent credit card. He's got an uncut gems vibe to him. And he's always eating chili dogs. When I've got my credit card stolen, the dudes are always ordering all this food. Like one time a guy stole my credit card and went to uh, Kennedy fried chicken like four times. Oh, he just kept getting fried chicken and going to parking garages. Honestly, that sounds like a great, great job. Great life. Is it Kennedy? Is it crown? You know, just one of them off brand New York ass chicken places. I think they are both places. Yes. Okay. Well, fuck, dude. I think we did it. We did it. We we cracked the case. Poor Roy Rubin is Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, it's done. It's over. He ran to Miami. Yeah. He literally ran to Miami. He ran south. He rolled it up in a little ball. Yeah. Sped his way. He sped his little butt down the coast to Miami and then uh, opened up several possibly fraudulent businesses after, you know, having a, I would call making $300,000 in like 1957 or whatever uh, off the NBA. That's a successful career. That's a fact, dude. And you know, they say you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become Dr. Robotnik. I always say that. You said you have said that to me so many fucking times, dog. I texted it to you this morning. Michael Benner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you. Hey, hey, Benner. Hey, where yeah. where can the people find you? Oh, well, you know, uh, I host, along with uh, some very talented people, a podcast about basketball called hey. the Airbuds. Yeah. What? You did Airbuds podcast. Also on the Blue Wire Network, uh, co-hosted with uh, my friend Peter Moses and the other person you're listening to right now, Jamel Johnson. Holy fucking shit. That's me, dude. Yeah. And then uh, other than that, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Benner, B-E-N-N-E-R. You can find me in the St. Louis streets smoking on dubs and at Airbuds Podcast on all platforms. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that's a podcast. Thanks for listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Devin Shepard is our associate producer and the only one who makes sure we all get on the bus on time. Thank you, Devin. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our Podcast Homeowners Association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time. Hold up. 